0: Emma, thank you so much for hopping on and talking to us here. Uh, 17 and second in the world overall in the open. Wow. I don't know what else to say. I mean, that's <laughs> the, just, I'm, I'm, all, I'm speechless at how impressive that is. I mean, did you, did you know that you were going to be crushing it this year or what? Did you have like that feeling deep inside that this was going to be the year?
1: I did. I knew that this was going to be an amazing year for me. Um, really ever since the games were canceled for the age groups, um, even though that was such a sad time for me, that fired me up. And like, I, I knew that I had lost an amazing opportunity. I knew I would never get that back. But I also saw the gift I had been given and having a few extra months to get really strong and having nothing else to focus on except just being my best for the 2021 season And it was tough just continuing to work for all of those months whenever the world was so uncertain. Um, No events for you to really know where you were at. I just had to trust that I would like where I was at, um, give my best every day. And then at the end of that, um, it was time for the open. And I had really high expectations. Honestly, did not have that high of expectations, but it was not a huge surprise to me either just because I knew how hard I had been working.
0: Yeah, I I can imagine. You know, you went off of uh, 2019. Correct me if I'm wrong here. You won the teenage division, the 14-15, right? So yes. your your first go at the next level up for the teens was just kind of taken away from you, like with no control. Like you had no, you had nothing to say about it. You did everything you yeah. right. You qualified. You made all the things happen that you need to make happen. You trained hard, and suddenly there was no event. So what was that like? over that year, just sort of reframing that in your mind and putting it into more of like an opportunistic mind view or mindset as opposed to something that's just so so tragic.
1: Yeah, I took about five minutes to be sad. Um, I went back through all my pictures, looked at everything from the 2019 games, felt really just kind of a warm and fuzzy feeling, thinking about all those amazing memories, thinking about hard work paying off, and just all of the awesome people I got to meet and the relationships I got to build, like I could celebrate that. And then I realized that one year of that had just been taken away. And like that hit hard and I, I was sad about it. Um, but I pretty much first thing texted my coach and said, hey, didn't know if you had seen this yet, but I have bigger goals for 2021 and here's what they are. And anytime I was sad, Um, and kind of even felt cheated, like even felt angry sometimes. I just had to think about the amazing things I could accomplish in 2021 by making the most of this opportunity. Um, There was one night I was really sad. It was the night that the games would have ended, and I texted my coach and just told him how heartbroken I was, I said that this was like, I fully believed that this was the night I would have won the 2020 games. And I'm just really struggling. And I remember him saying, you have every right to feel that way. Um, But I also believe that this has set you up really well to make history in 2021. And we didn't really know what was coming. We didn't. And I don't know what his expectations were for me exactly going into the season. um, But I've definitely exceeded mine but that's just made the goal get bigger. So I just have to focus on what I can do right now, not necessarily on what was in the past. Like I cannot rest on winning in 2019. Like that does nothing for me now. You know, nobody gets to rest on their open performance or on their quarterfinals performance. Like going into semifinals, the points are at zero. So I just have to stay hungry for the future. By doing my best in the present and reminding myself of that really, really kind of made me tougher. Um, not that I wouldn't let myself feel those sad feelings, but I just had I just couldn't focus on them. I had to think about productive things like like going big in twenty twenty one.
0: So you you know, you had this idea about you know almost like coming back with a vengeance. You know, 2020 you yeah. didn't get a chance to sort of show off what you'd been working on. 2021 you come back with a vengeance uh and you're saying you kind of overperformed past your expectations. What were your expectations?
1: Yeah, um I have ever since the games were canceled. I think that was May 1st. I set the goal to qualify elite next year. Um So I didn't really have a specific goal set for the open or quarterfinals or semifinals, just kind of wanted to get to the games. And as I've gotten deeper into the season, I realized kind of how ridiculous that was. Like, I am not a person who's satisfied with just making it like it would be amazing to make it to the game, such a big accomplishment, but I want to make a statement now I want to make a statement at the games. Um, I finished 80th in the 2020 open. That was in late 2019. Um, I really, I just wanted to beat that. And I wanted to do better on the strength event. That was kind of, kind of just a loose goal I had. Um, and then like, I really sitting second in the world. I was like, okay, I don't like do The areas, like especially strength, um, that's been the weakest for me, is not so weak anymore. I can do amazing things. But there's always kind of that voice that was like, well, what if it was just a fluke? Like, what if they were just good events for you? What if everyone else was just having an off day? And then I kind of silenced those voices in quarterfinals. Um, So, yeah, going forward, like the expectations just get higher because now I've proven to myself that I do belong.
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. You know, the, the open performances you put up were consistent and strong and you overall won one of the events, which is very difficult to do. I mean, I, I think it's an, it's something that gets overlooked because so many of the of like the champions in our sport don't really talk about the focusing on the open. They talk about the open being part of the season and you want to do well, but you can't focus all your energies there. And yet at the same time, winning an event when there is a hundred thousand people you're competing against is exceptionally difficult to do. It's exceptionally difficult to do, arguably harder to do than winning events at you know, uh, semifinals or the old regionals or, or even taking top events at the games. I mean, it's, it's really tough because you're talking about so many different people. There could be one person out there who's just really specialized at that one specific thing. And you were able to beat out every single other competitor in the world in that event. Which, which event was it that you won? Was it the dumbbell snatch and burpee box jump over event? Yes. Did you know when that workout came out and it was announced that you were just, or were you just like, I hope that this is the repeat. I hope this one shows up. Let's, let's, let's show everybody what I can do.
1: Yeah. As soon as it was announced, I was like, okay, I'm going to win this workout. Like, I don't care how fast I go. I believe it can be faster than anybody else. Um, And I don't say that in an arrogant way at all. Just, I trusted my preparation. I trusted how much work I've put in on those two movements specifically as well as just overall engine. And I like most importantly feel like that's an event that comes down to who wants it the most. Like how much are you willing to suffer? How hard can you push? Um, Because you're never gonna fail a dumbbell snatch or a burpee box jump over. And I think that that is where I really excel is whenever things get tough. So I just kind of set my mind to do that. Wrote in my journal that I could win. So then it was like, I couldn't go back on it no matter how hard the event got. And my strategy was just sprint the whole time. Like I I didn't really have a plan other than see how fast I could go and then trust I could just keep going that fast. And I'm really proud of my execution on that workout. I only did it once because I, I really deep down felt that would be enough. I didn't think I could go any faster. Um, but I wouldn't mind to see that as a repeat in future years, because as I get even fitter, I know I can go faster. Um, but yeah, that was just kind of one of those workouts where everything came together and just like grit and passion and preparation all came together. And it was an amazing feeling.
0: You know, uh, you are. Of this generation of athletes that's just starting to make a splash into the CrossFit Games um, competitive, like the really top end competitive uh, side of the the sport, that has been almost raised in this sport. Right? The I don't know how familiar you are you are with uh, UFC or, or MMA in general, but there's so many different parts that go into that, and there was this constant feeling maybe ten years ago. That at some point it wouldn't just be a wrestler that learned how to box that was good at MMA. It would be people who were just taught MMA from beginning. And it and we're starting to see that happen with athletes like yourself, athletes like Haley Adams, athletes like Mal. You know, you're you're showing up and you've done this thing start to finish in terms of like your athletic career and your competitive career. And I saw this post that you put up on your Instagram, Ryan, if you could pull this up, this it's really, really awesome. It's from you as a 10 year old, when you first started doing CrossFit and you're learning how to do like push presses and push jerks and all the shoulder to overhead movements and you're doing burpees and you're playing around with the bar and you're doing all these different movements. And I, I want you to, to, to just like, tell me a little bit about learning about CrossFit, getting into CrossFit and sort of experiencing this thing at such a young age and then this transition into being so competitive?
1: Yeah, so I started right after my 10th birthday. Um, My dad had started about a month before. He would always come home, tell me about the workouts. I thought it sounded like so much fun. I would grab like milk jugs, broomsticks, whatever, and just do the workout that he did in class that day in our front yard. And I was like, wow, this is fun. And I think I could be really good at it. Not knowing anything about it, just knowing that moving my body was fun. Um, I came to the kids class one day and was hooked. Like I just had this feeling that I never had about anything else about like just deep within me. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but I was like, wow, I love this. I think I found my passion and I didn't even know you could compete. I just knew I wanted to be the best I could be. Um, and now I still want to be the best I can be. I just want to be the best in the world also. Um, but yeah, that drive that I feel like I've just always had that drive to be the best I can be at everything. So not, not ever being satisfied in any area, like not ever feeling like I'm strong enough always just fighting to get a little bit stronger a little bit faster and like year after year that's turned into a lot stronger and a lot faster um and yeah I still love the sport still so passionate about it
0: I in talking to you so I interview a lot of athletes like I talk to them about a lot of the same things that we're talking about here and you have a sort of um you have like a calmness and a maturity and sort of insight into your own performance and your feelings that isn't very common in a lot of these athletes. And I'm wondering, where did you get that from? Is that from like studying other athletes in in this sport and others? Is that from your coaches Is that from your parents that like, what, where's that coming from?
1: That is an awesome question. I think maybe the biggest thing I've done to develop that is journal. Um, I look back over some of my old journals, like old training journals, and some of the stuff I wrote, it seems kind of silly now, but I can still see where my mindset has built off of that. Like I did this competition, I think when I was 12, and I wrote out strategy for every workout. Um, and one of them, my only strategy was fast in the beginning, fast in the middle, fast in the end. Um, And now I can, I can think things through much deeper than that, but I think what really developed me as not just as an athlete, but as a competitor was going back to reflect on those, to see like where I could have done better physically, but also where I could have done better mentally. Like being so honest, if I felt like I maybe didn't give my best effort or maybe I gave my best effort, just could have been a little more confident. Or maybe just could have stayed a little bit calmer or stood taller. Um, and I think, I think that journaling and kind of, kind of even just sharing these feelings with my parents, with my coaches, has just made me aware of who I am. And then kind of even getting a clear vision for who I want to become. Because I love where I'm at now. I'm proud of where I'm at now but I'm hungry for so much more. Like I'm hungry to be a better athlete, a better competitor, a better person. And I want to identify and be brutally honest with myself about where I'm falling short while also celebrating where I'm doing well. Um, Cause that's really important too. So you don't get burned out. But I just, I think that honesty with yourself is what like, I think that that is one of the most helpful traits anyone could have, but especially me as an athlete, like if I have, if I feel like I didn't do my best, I, I have no problem admitting that. Like if I feel like something mentally stood in my way or intimidated me, like that's hard to accept at the time, but I can fix that going forward. And as soon as I identify any mental weakness I might have, I purposefully put myself in an uncomfortable situation to develop that and not deal with that weakness anymore.
0: You know, there's this, this, this concept in, um, in some training that the idea is like your practice, your workout, whatever, it doesn't stop when you're physically done. It's over when you've mentally gone through all of your training and assessed it and learned what you can from it in that in that way and it sounds like you're describing this process that is really uncommon in a lot of a lot of like people's fitness and their training specifically for this sport because a lot of people you know when when you know seven years ago when you first started doing crossfit the competitive world of crossfit was like volume 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 it doesn't matter how you feel just get it in, do your 15 workouts in a day, like be rich froning, get all of those workouts in morning to night um, and just keep going. And then it, it slowly morphed. And it was like, okay, well, you have to also do your, you know, you have to do more than just Metcons. You have to do more than just lifting weights. You have to also do a lot of aerobic work and then you have to also take care of your recovery. And I think the next side of this, and once you start getting to this point where you're really talking about small, adjustments to make small gains over a period of time you know that idea of reflecting on your performance or reflecting on your training sessions and learning what you can from it I think is really important it's a big takeaway I I hope that people who watch this and listen to this understand how powerful that can be and I'm curious where did you learn that habit from how did you pick that up
1: I think it's just kind of been something I've always done um, I want, I love seeing progress. So I started recording my training in journals. Um, like I would always leave the front two pages for my maxes. Um, and it's so funny now because I like see my first journal max deadlift, like 75 pounds and I'll have like 10 exclamation marks. Um, but then like in some maxes, I will have crossed out and wrote a heavier number there. And that's just always felt so good to see that improvement. Um, so I've really done a, a training log from the very beginning. Um, and eventually, I don't really even know how, but that just turned into a journal, like where I would reflect before a workout, reflect after, just like set goals, set intentions, and really just get the most out of everything.
0: So we're now, uh, <laughs> let's see, it's Wednesday. So there's only two days before the Granite Games kicks off. <laughs> You're competing against some of the best in the world. You're working your way to get like your inaugural like rookie season in the elite division at the CrossFit Games. How are you feeling right now?
1: Amazing. I feel so prepared. Um, My mind is hungry. It is focused. I feel like I have blinders on. Um, I'm not comparing myself to anyone else. I'm not worried about anyone else. I'm just going to go out there and do me. And physically, I have never been anywhere close to this prepared for a competition before. It was so much fun seeing them release workouts and being like, I'm good at that one. I'm great at that one. Oh, that one used to be a weakness, but it's not anymore. Um, Like, I just feel like there is nothing that I don't want to see at this point. I'm not sure if all of the events have been released or not yet. But I just feel like kind of just have a bring it on mentality. Like, I hope it's hot. I hope it's hard. I hope it's a good fight. Like, I hope everybody else is feeling as confident as me. I hope they feel as prepared as me. And I hope they have a great day. Like, I want to fight for this. And it's just been so long since I've been on a competition floor. And I feel like every part of me is hungry to get back out there.
0: Did you compete in anything other than crossFit? like did you do any sports in, in you know high school or, or you know junior high or something?
1: I did tumbling from when I was four to when I was nine. Um, so nothing nothing like competitive gymnastics. like I did cartwheels and somersaults and everything and just thought that was so hard. Like I enjoyed it but I did it for one hour a week more to just hang out with my friends. Um, I, I didn't really enjoy moving my body. I didn't enjoy feeling pressure. I didn't love just, I didn't love hard things and CrossFit kind of like I, I hurt my wrist, not real bad. Um, but at the end of my gymnastic career, um, and decided I wanted to take a break. I didn't really think I was done, I just wanted a break. Then I found CrossFit and really just fell in love with hard things because hard things make us better and I love to get better um, and never looked back. So that, even though I was never competitive at all in that, I still think it was a really great background and I'm thankful for it, even though like, I never would have guessed that I would end up where I am today.
0: Are you, do do you feel like you stand out amongst your peers, like amongst other 16, 17 year olds? Do you feel like you stand out in terms of how you think things through or commit to this sport or, you know, physically train yourself or, or, you know, anything in that sense? Or do you think that your like, you know, your, your peer group, your generation is like just as dialed in as you are in this?
1: I have really always felt like I've stood out, um, even, even young, like probably six or seven, I have just felt different. And that has been a hard thing sometimes, like not feeling like you fit in when everybody wants you to fit in, when people think you need to do this in order to be cool. Um, I've always wanted to do things really well, make them really perfect do my best, not complain, work hard. Um, And that wasn't cool. Like it's always been cool to kind of blame people and make excuses, take the easy way really. Um, And for a while, I feel like I did try to fit in with people. And then I realized I didn't want to. Like that has been a really recent realization I've had. Like I don't need to go in and talk to people like at school, um, if, if all we're doing is complaining or if all we're doing is gossiping, like I would rather sit by myself. Um, and I think that that really translates to the competition floor because it's like, I definitely don't wanna fit in, fit in on the competition floor. Like nobody wants to, everybody wants to be way ahead on the competition floor. So I am definitely different. And I think as I've gotten older, that's become more and more obvious. Like I don't go to parties. I don't really, I have to say no to so much like hanging out with my friends, any school dances. I'm like, you know, it's not worth it. It's not worth losing sleep. It's not worth missing a night of training or just really throwing off my routine. Um, I'm okay with being different because I'm not missing out on anything. I am gaining so much. Like, yes, I am missing out on kind of, kind of being a teen, but it's like how many teens get to go compete at the semifinal? How many teens get to compete at the games? Like any day, that would be my choice. So even though I do sacrifice a lot, I don't see it as a sacrifice. Like I see it as an amazing choice I get to make to get closer to a goal that is just part of me at this point.
0: Have you, have you gotten any of your friends to like try CrossFit out and sort of see what it's all about? Or are they just like, this is that crazy thing that Emma does where it's a lot of working out.
1: Yeah. More the second one. Um, (laughs) I have an amazing friend group at school. They are so supportive of me, but don't understand what I do at all. And that's okay. Like, you don't need to understand to be supportive. Um, And I can be like, oh, you should come try that. And they'll be like, isn't that that crazy thing you do? Like everything about that is crazy. We don't want to go near that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like used to, I really thought everybody should come try CrossFit. Like anybody who made fun of it, like they just needed to come try it and see what it was all about. Um, but now I'm like, you know, you can have your opinion. I can have mine. I don't need to waste energy on that. I just need to put everything I can into making myself better.
0: Do you regularly train with other uh, teenagers? Is it with other, you know, elite level athletes or is it other age group athletes? What does what your normal training look like? Like, who are you surrounded by on a regular basis?
1: Yeah, um, most of my training is really just done by myself, um, which is hard. It can be hard to find external motivation but that's really not what you need to be the best like you need to be able to drive yourself when you want to be the best Um, like the work I do in the dark that nobody sees is the work that pays off and I think that being able to push myself absolutely as hard as I can go when nobody's there racing me nobody's watching that's the work that will set me apart on the competition floor um, so it's always such a big treat when I get training partners. Um, but I love just the focused intensity of a good session by yourself.
0: Emma, I'm, I'm very impressed. I, I got to say, I mean, we, I, I, I talk to a lot of athletes. I talk to a lot of different competitors. Um, and I think there is a common thing that a lot of them struggle with is this clarity of intention of understanding how they're getting somewhere where they're headed to and, and what it is they're deciding, you know, the, the actual setting of that intention and then making the, the decisions necessary to get there. And I'm very, very impressed to hear the type of things that you're thinking about. And, uh, it, only seems to make you a scarier competitor which is a really cool thing to be right that's exactly what you want you want to step on that floor and you want people to kind of think oh she's only 17 oh she like she she had a good open whatever it it was like you know oh wall walks she'll be she just has wall walks that's the only thing that she can do or she just has dumbbell snatches uh and step in and, and show them like you know the actual end product of all the work and commitment and uh it's really, really impressive. It's very impressive. I'm, I'm excited to see what you've got going on this weekend for sure.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited for the weekend. I, I've i seen multiple articles, so many posts kind of saying I'm young um, and that will hurt me on the competition floor. Like just so many people expecting me to make mistakes because I'm young. And like I don't have anything I need to prove to them, but there's a lot I want to prove. And it's going to be an amazing weekend of really just getting to do that. And I believe getting to do it very well.
0: Absolutely. I look forward to watching you compete and I'm very much looking forward to seeing where your career takes you because this, is, uh, this has been a really enlightening conversation. I'm excited. Thank you very much, Emma.
1: Thank you so much for having me.